Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Craft Brood Sports. I am your co-host Scott. With me as always is my main man Mike. And this is Craft Brood Sports. Mike, let's tap this keg of sports knowledge, bruh. You pump. I'll pour. You know it. Yeah. What's up, man? Not a whole lot. Yeah? Doing good? Doing great. <laughs> <laughs> just, just really nervous about these playoffs. <laughs> Yeah? Yes. Why is that? This fucking Dallas is so close, man. <laughs> nervous. <laughs> nervous. I just had a conversation with my buddy today. I was, I was telling him who my picks were for this weekend, and he was like, you know I can't say Dallas and win in the same sentence, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. Goodness. I, I understand. <laughs> and I hate Green Bay. So this is another one of those, God, I got to root for the enemy of my yeah. biggest enemy. Type deal. Yeah, you got there's nothing good for you there. Ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> I just want better games. That's all I want. It's a good game. Yeah, but I want like good games to watch. Like this past Oh yeah, this past, past weekend, weekend was, was awful. Terrible. Yeah. It was, it was the worst. It was chalk in the worst possible way. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping for good games. That's all I really care about. Uh we'll talk about our picks a little bit later on because I'm in some trouble with the Miss Cleo picks. Uh, Oh, you just now realized <laughs> yeah. you haven't been paying attention all yeah, season. Yeah, it was it was like I woke up late for the test. It was like, oh fuck, I forgot to study. <laughs> that's that's the feeling I had when I looked at the standings after this past weekend. Not good for uh, for old Mikey B over here. Mikey B. <laughs> Crane, if Cran. you will. Yeah. Well, Black, what are we drinking today? <laughs> well, we're keeping up with the, the, the fruit theme, my yes. friend. We've got uh, something that you probably never thought you'd hear because I didn't think I would hear. Nope. We've got a pomegranate wheat by yes. Fort Collins Brewery called, <laughs> wait for it, Major Tom's. <laughs> Major Tom's. Yeah, this is uh, an American-style fruit wheat beer brewed with pomegranate and pink peppercorn. For a hazy golden hue. I don't know what the hell a pepper, pink peppercorn is. I don't know either. That was, I never uh, knew that existed until this can. <laughs> <laughs> it does say it has a sweet, tart finish. Um, and uh, if you're looking for what to pair this with, steamed mussels or lemon meringue pie? Right there on the can, they tell you. <laughs> so if you're like, oh man, I really don't know what I'm going to have to eat with this beer tonight. What would go uh, go? Oh, what, steamed? Y'all, y'all got some steamed mussels? <laughs> steamed mussels and lemon meringue pie. <laughs> I've got a one-person date tonight. <laughs> it's me, six of my closest friends, some steamed mussels and lemon meringue pie. Three-course meal. Boom. Major Tom's pomegranate wheat. Steamed muscles. Uh, you forgot the best part of the can. It also says it's tried and true and cleared for landing. Yeah. 
So yeah, this is our our David Bowie beer, I guess that we're having today. Hey, uh, the one year anniversary was this past week. Oh shit, that's yes. right. So pour out some Major Toms for. There we go. Please don't pour it out here. No, I'm not going to. Uh, not all over the equipment. <laughs> we just we can't afford. It. Yeah. Well, we just got the basement fixed up nice. We don't want. Yeah, we don't need the studio. <laughs> the studio. The speakeasy. It's the speakeasy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, five point one percent on this one. So I know that's we were talking about it before the show. A lot of fruit beers tend to be low pretty low, ABV, and five point yeah. one isn't is decent, high, but it's you yeah. know it's it's average. Yeah, it'll do. Yeah, it, it's and already I could tell just from the little bit that I've had so far. This is one that you can drink quite a few of these and yes. not worry about it. Yes, yes, yes. Like, now will it hold up taste wise for a while? So far. Decent. Initial impressions yeah. aren't bad. No. I'm all right with it so far. You know me, I love me some wheat beers. <laughs> so this is right up my alley. When they said it's hazy, they weren't lying, man. No. It looks like somebody, you know, like you you get like, it, when you were a kid, you ever like dip a cup in like pond water? Or like yeah, yeah. That's it what look like it that. looks like. Yeah, unfiltered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm, my I'm first ex- thought was that scene in American Pie when uh, they come in the beer and Stifler <laughs> drinks it. It's it's kind of got like that consistency to it. Just like when you look at it, it's like, oh. oh now, I'm well. not saying that it looks like somebody came in the beer. I'm just saying that's <laughs> what it reminded me of because you cannot see through it at all. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just like expecting to see like twigs and leaves and shit in my glass right <laughs> Is that now. a pomegranate berry? <laughs> uh, so we'll see how this one does. Should be interesting. I'm I'm willing to give it a shot here. What the fuck? I, I haven't found a beer that I really don't like, so. I have a feeling it's going to be okay. We've we've canned very few people. (laughs) Very few. Uh, Let's get into Upper Deck. Let's do it. So Upper Deck, as always, brought to you by Audible.com. Fans of craft brewed sports, you can test out Audible service with a free 30-day trial offer that includes a free audiobook download. No strings attached. Even if you cancel your trial within 30 days, you still get to keep the audiobook. And all you have to do to get your free 30-day trial and free audiobook is head on over to audibletrial.com slash sports. That's audibletrial.com slash sports. Or, even better, you can head on over to our website, craftrootsports.com, and click the Audible trial link at the top. All right, first story here for you for Upper Deck. This is the, the only good football game that happened over the last week. Clemson versus Bama. And surprise, surprise, Clemson beat Alabama in the national championship. Why might that be? uh, The the reason why is because the Berlon Jinx is fucking strong as hell, everybody. (laughs) So strong. Never, ever pick (laughs) my teams to win anything, ever. I'm Don't pick me to win anything. (laughs) Good thing I didn't pick us to win the the amateur podcast championship. Yeah, I voted for other places. (laughs) I hope to God you did. Because if you voted for us, then we might as well mail it I didn't even vote. In. I just called it. I was like, we're going to win this thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> and we're, we're screwed. <laughs> no, but the, okay, so here that's not the story here. That is, I mean, it was an amazing game, and we'll talk about that game here in a minute. But the story that we wanted to talk about is uh, more than the outcome. It's that Clemson winning in a high-scoring game was considered, quote, catastrophic for Vegas. Good. So <laughs> early money went on to the Tigers when they opened up at a 6.5 to 7-point underdog. And then the over-under was set at like 50.5. 
So bookmakers have said that this is the worst college football loss Vegas has taken ever. The MGM admitted that it took a loss in the, quote, high six figures, including a $55,000 bet for Clemson to win outright and also three six-figure bets for Clemson to cover. <laughs> Holy shit. Money Mayweather also won himself 20 grand. <laughs> he tweeted out the, the ticket. Of course yes, he did. Yes, of course he did. He, he, he won himself a cool 20 grand because, you know, 20 grand right, is so right. much <laughs> to him. <laughs> But yeah, this is so. This was like the perfect storm. The fact that it was a high-scoring game, the fact that Clemson won, not yeah. just covered, but that they won, like it just if, destroyed Vegas. We, we should have had Patrick on here, Patrick Ray from, <laughs> from uh, Practice yeah, Time, Mister <laughs> Mister Gambling and Mister Odds. He could have broken everything down yeah. for us and told us that this was going to happen. I guarantee we're gonna, you, we're going to bet the you. house. I guarantee you, he would have told you to take Clemson to cover. Yeah. There's there's no way like yeah. that was it was just too crazy of a, a bet to take so very interesting that <laughs> the Clemson fucked Vegas big time yes and it was I love that while I was watching the game there was a lot of calls that could have gone against Alabama that did not go in Clemson's favor and uh, my buddy Tim texted me and was like do you think the fix is in here and after reading this story like, fuck maybe it was because. They needed Bama to win in a low-scoring game, and it did not happen. Yeah, well, <laughs> sucks to sucks, <laughs> Vegas. House doesn't always win, bitch. That's okay. They're going to make their money back I think, Yeah, I think they'll be all they'll, right. They'll be fine. <laughs> and, I, I mean, Mike and I both agreed that the game was super exciting. One of our favorite coaches, though, didn't seem to have the uh, same enthusiasm unknown to mankind that he uh, wants everybody to attack the day with. When it comes to the national championship game, take a listen. Well, I heard it was a great game. I, I haven't TiVo'd. I did not. I fell asleep, but I heard it was an uh, incredible game. And congratulations to both teams and to Clemson. <laughs> that was Jim Harbaugh on the call, and he sounded very excited for Clemson to have won that game. He did not give a fook about that game. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure if the reporter hadn't told him who played in the game, then he wouldn't have had any idea. It's like, oh, yeah, I heard it was great. <laughs> well, cool uh, story, bro. <laughs> I got some khakis on. <laughs> he was at the, the Kentucky game. It wasn't even like at a Michigan basketball game. It was like two other. I don't even know why he was at that game. Anyways, but he, yeah, he did not give a shit about this game one bit. But he brings up a good point. That game went really late. Like, yes. A, I mean, it, it, it'd be one thing if that game was played out west where you could say, the, okay, they started it for like a primetime start there. But the funny thing is Lord, it man. started off fast. Yeah. I thought, oh, man, it's actually going to end at a decent hour. And then things just got stupid. Halftime was forever long. Yeah. Halftime was forever long. And, long and then the second half just dragged. Yep. To have a national championship game end close to 1 a.m. is yeah. That's pretty absurd. So I don't blame Harbaugh for sleeping. <laughs> Maybe uh, through all of it, I do. But. And especially, well, I mean, early on, it looked like Bama was going to roll that game. So yes, there were it did. There were a few times where I was like, "Hmm, I'm probably about to gonna, check out." Yeah, I almost did. <laughs> yes, aren't you glad you didn't? Because you would have missed the best college football game in history. No, <laughs> no, uh, I, I'm glad I didn't check out because it was one of the best, <laughs> but it wasn't the best. But anyway. What else we got in Upper Deck? <laughs> All right, so you know how sometimes you get really pissed off at work? All the time. And you just don't want to go in? Every day. Like, you, the alarm clock goes off, you're just like, fuck it, I'm not even calling these assholes. Every day. <laughs> 
Well, Derek Rose knows that feeling a little too well because this week, that's what he did. He pulled a no-call no-show on the Knicks. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> a day after having a fight with Jeff Hornacek over getting benched in a recent game, he just didn't come to the game Monday night. He was there for the shoot-around Monday morning and then just disappeared. Apparently, the Knicks were like so worried about him that they sent somebody to his apartment to see if he was okay. <laughs> Which is what any good employer would yeah, do. Yeah, right. Oh. Or one that's paying you 20 something exactly, million dollars yeah. more importantly. I was going to say, if my boss like came to my house, like, I didn't see you at work today. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> I'd be like, you're a psycho. Get the hell off my porch. Nobody from my job is going to drive the 40 minutes up north <laughs> to check to see if I'm still alive. Like, that fucker didn't show up. <laughs> Whatever. Call him tomorrow. Well, apparently he said that he went back to Chicago for a, quote, family situation. And people close to the situation say that it's premature to connect his frustration to his absence. That's uh, bullshit. Uh, especially since this week it came out that he's asking for the max contract. Uh, it also came out this week that he contemplated walking away from yeah, the game for was an extended period leave. of time. Yeah, he was just going to be Which like, he more or less did. And right. then it, he must have, his mama must have told him, yeah. uh, <laughs> baby, you, you got to go back in there. <laughs> you can't just be walking away all aloof and shit. <laughs> See this house that you bought me? This doesn't pay for itself, right? <laughs> so he leaves and then comes back and now he's like, I want the max deal. <laughs> it's weird because I, I feel like he definitely had some to- type of of like mental anxiety because look he was the man he was owning his hometown everything was great then he tore his acls things went to shit in chicago next thing you know he's on his way it gets shipped out he put on a good face but you know it had to hurt to get shipped out and basically everybody's written you off you go to new york and more or less he's just a shell of his former self He gets benched. Everything's just going to hell. I mean, I can imagine the mental toll that that's taken on him. But man, yeah. just text him and be like, "Hey, <laughs> I, you know what? I, I just I'm I'm good. Can, can I, I need get, a break. Can I get a PTO day here? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't just go completely AWOL. And you know, because first thing I thought was, I mean, maybe dudes done something stupid or I maybe th- something yeah. bad's happened that's what i, I thought know. too at first when they were like we can't find him i was like and he had the are whole... we gonna have is this gonna be like the first celebrity 2017 right like, that did pop into my head too but and then you know he had the the rape allegation mm-hmm. situation and so all those things i i imagine that it was just him you know just mentally just being like f it because i mean see, you go to shoot arounds that's yeah that's so, my thing though if you're at the shoot around you've you've made it through all that stuff like you were you weren't found guilty in the rape allegations you've made it through and yeah your team sucks but you're still pulling in 20 million a year like and you're still Derek Rose people still have high respect for you I yeah, think, but it's different. I think he put unnecessary pressure on himself. Well, yeah, but I mean, season, wouldn't you, though? In the offseason, he was the one that was like, everybody's talking about these super teams. We're a super team now. It's like, oh, dude, why would you say that? Yeah, like, that was dumb. You can't you can't put that on yourself. <laughs> that was very dumb. <laughs> I, I feel bad in a way because I don't want to see anybody get to that mental point where they're just like ready to yeah. snap and be done with it but well i wish he would have just came out and said that though rather than right uh it was a family issue yeah because i kind of saw that my right family that. issue was that i wanted to quit the game i needed to talk to my mama <laughs> i needed a hug <laughs> not only a shy town hug could could help with <laughs> hey, you know what he should take comfort in knowing 
even if he had stayed in Chicago, they're not much better. They're, they're just as bad of a team. So with or was, without him, he was fucked either way this year. Like right? he was just in the, a no-win situation. Maybe that's why he's going to walk away. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> But sticking with the NBA, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ice Cube, everybody's favorite uh, NWA member, uh, and Allen Iverson, the answer. They're putting together uh, their star power behind a new three-on-three professional basketball league. And this actually sounds kind wow. of interesting. Wow. Teams will be comprised of former NBA stars, and they will play an eight-game season in the summer starting June 24th. Each week's contest taking place in a different city. Now, all eight teams will be playing each Saturday. It will finish with a two-week playoff. Chauncey Billups, Richard Lewis, and Kenyon Martin are some of the stars who have already, well, I read to say stars, but former NBA <laughs> stars, who have already committed to play in the league. And the glove, Gary Payton, and George Gervin are going to serve as two of the coaches in the league. Wow. The games will be half court and played to 60 points and other highlights, and I heard Ice Cube talk about this on Mike and Mike this week, uh, include a four-point shot and a halftime show in between games two and three. Mike, it's kind of like NBA Jam. Yeah, If kind NBA of. Jam was three-on-three three right. with retired players, yep. there was no fire, uh huh, and there was no insane dunks. Yeah, just so like that. So it's not like NBA Jam at all. <laughs> but... It's actually, it piques my interest. I think it, it's something that I, I want to see. I mean, old NBA stars playing against one another. I mean, you know, obviously they have no place in the NBA anymore. <laughs> nobody wants to see that. But hey, this could be something. So I'm assuming since this is like a money-making thing, it's going to be played inside of gyms. Like, they're not going to be playing this outdoors. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to do arenas. Because like, I, I would want to see this outdoors on playgrounds. Right? A rough park type situation? Yeah, that's where this seems like it would be really yeah, cool Yeah, but you can't really sell, sell as much. You can't sell anything in that case because <laughs> right. it's just people standing at the fence. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you know, I get monetized. I, I want to see it. I mean, it's it's no XFL interest. But uh, <laughs> I'll watch. Just because I think the... The draw for me is going to be how well did these old guys like? Well, how much up? do they still got? Yeah. Well, and my thing is okay. So we've got this list of guys, and you you know you've got four more all stars and the Hall of Famers in the case of Gary Payton. Uh, I mean, I want to see them be able to compete against one another, but I also want to see like what this does like for other guys because I'm sure there's a lot of guys who are thinking. Yeah, I might want to do something like that, but I'm going to sit back and watch how it goes this first season. Yeah. So, th- this being the test run season, I mean, I hope that it kind of does well just enough so that, you know, you get more guys. I mean, could you imagine if Kobe was like, hey, I mean, I hate fucking Kobe, but <laughs> if Kobe was like, I would rather see Kobe in this environment than yeah. I want anything. And what if Jordan, what if Jordan was like, I'm going to come back for a season? Well, that's the, that's the cool thing is like, you get all these guys who they get interviewed and they're like, I could still, I could still do it. Right? It's like, all right, we'll fucking prove it now. Here's, well, and, here, and this of, is against your your age. Yeah, man. and well, in the case of <laughs> this, this is the like, senior PGA Tour. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and in the case of this list, these are guys who like recently like hung them up. They're not too far removed. Right. Jordan's been out for a while, and I mean, you're talking about Peyton being a coach and Gervin being a coach, so maybe it doesn't. But I, I bet if anybody challenges Jordan to play, I bet he laces them up. <laughs> but he comes out. <laughs> And ain't any reason to see Jordan play ball again. I'm in. 
I mean, that's where that's where you need. If you want this to be successful, you need at least one guy like that. You need like a Jordan. Well, you need a Kobe. AI is a good start, though. I mean, as far as is he playing or is he? Yeah, I thought no, he was AI just is on part, a team. Oh, no, okay. I thought he was like playing. part of the ownership. That was no, 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 no. Because there is no ownership of each team. Each team is like they, they, right. Ice Cube like, explained it in the interview that it's like each team has the three guys, and you know, there's a captain of the team. And he more or less runs the team. They're they're doing like a draft where they you know they pick the players. Uh-huh. Like it, there's a lot to be interested yeah. in this. It's it 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 has my curiosity. It's definitely it. worth uh, keeping an eye on. Right. I I have a feeling though. This is one of those things where it could either you watch this and it's like, dude, that was cool as fuck. Did you did you see last week? That was right. great. Or it's like. Week one, like game one of the first week, you're like, pass. Yep, just that <laughs> old guy's playing ball. Don't care. <laughs> Never mind. Why's he got like the long sleeve shirt on? Fucking <laughs> done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this could be old guys at the gym that you're just like, oh, he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we got next. <laughs> All right, well, uh, as we get on to uh, – let's get back to the NFL. As we get on in the season here, we're getting close to the Super Bowl. If any of you out there are planning a trip to Houston for the Super Bowl this year, put this one on your agenda. Pete Rose, uh, I mean, uh, Johnny Manziel, is going to be signing autographs in the Katie Mills Mall on two separate occasions that week. Charging, of course, for autographs because that's what that's you what do Pete now. Pete Rose and him yeah. do. <laughs> so here's the prices that came out. He is going to charge $99 to sign any item you want. Whatever you bring in, $99, he'll sign it. $29 extra if you want him to add a custom inscription, only up to four words. That's the most he'll write. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So it's like four words, Johnny Manziel, that's all I'm writing. That's going to cost you $130. Uh, Stay killing your... All right, I'm out. Hookers and blow rules with a Z. That's, that's what I make him sign. Uh, he'll also charge $99 for a professional photo, or if you want to take a selfie with Johnny Menzel, 50 bucks. What the fuck, man? <laughs> First of all, who is going to pay 50 bucks to take a selfie with Johnny Menzel? You know there's going to be some people to do that. There's going to be a line out the fucking <laughs> store both times. It's going to be wrapping around because and people and are ridiculous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, they, he's going to have so many people there for it's this. It's unreal. And it's in Texas, too. So it's like. Exactly. So all the A&M people. Yeah. yeah. He still has enough clout and enough yeah. celebrity that. And he's a big enough shit show that the people who don't actually care about him, but are just like, oh, man, I was, you know, it was Johnny football. He's a shit show. Look at I got a He's not with even him. in the fucking league. And he's still doing this. That's amazing to me. Dude it's not even 10 like, minutes in the league. Yeah, it's not even like, oh, I retired after a great career like Pete Rose did where he's doing this shit. Even even for Pete to do it is, but it's he does it as like a fuck you kind of right. MLB. This is like, uh, fuck it. I might as well just get money. Also, it's ninety nine dollars for him to sign anything. Yeah, just go and walk up and be like, flop my sack <laughs> on the table. Like, here, <laughs> sign this, Johnny. Nine- I paid my ninety nine dollars. <laughs> sign my sack. <laughs> you put your sack with a hundred dollar bill. Sign it, and I want my change. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's somebody like that that's totally gonna take advantage of the situation. <laughs> Wait, Johnny, hang on. Four words, write it on the dick. Right here. <laughs> Here's another 30. You're going to have to go up the shaft, bro. 
<laughs> See, he didn't think this through. <laughs> he did not think this through. Right. Man, if only we were in Houston for the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> On-site signing. I'd, I'd pay an extra 50 to take a selfie of him signing my dick. <laughs> Got video evidence. <laughs> Look at this dude. He's been downgraded to signing dicks. Yeah, you earned that hundred dollar. Doing something strange for some change, oh, Johnny. Shit, that's ridiculous. Uh, hey, you got to pay for that blow in Mexico somehow, man. Hey, that's one way it. to do it. You can and those legal, dicks. those legal fees ain't gonna pay for themselves. Uh, moving on, but sticking kind of with football still. Bo Jackson says that if he knew then what he knows now about head injuries, he wouldn't have played football. And that's all well and good, but the gem of a quote comes when he says what he would do to his kids if they asked him to play football. Jackson says, quote, The game has gotten so violent, so rough, we're so much more educated on this CTE stuff, there's no way I would ever allow my kids to play football today. Even though I love the sport... I'd smack them in the mouth if they said they wanted to play football. I'd tell them, play baseball, basketball, soccer, golf, just anything but football. <laughs> Bo knows parenting. That's, that's some good parenting. I, I've already said before, I, I, not letting my kids play football. Yeah. So Bo's backing it up, though, with a smack to the well, mouth. Not to the head, not, to, <laughs> to not the in the face. Just a boom, open, right in the mouth. Open fist. Right. <laughs> I I mean, this is what we've talked about like it's going to once stuff like this starts happening, football's in trouble, man. They like, really are. That when you when you hear guys like great players like Bo yes. Jackson, superstars like of the this, sport. That's that smells trouble for your uh for your league. So I'm interested to see what other players would say. If you know now that this has come out, I guarantee you that becomes a question to to these old time players. Like, would you let your kids play? And you're going to see a lot more. I think say no, that they wouldn't let their kids play. Well, because I was going to use poor phrasing, say if they had half a brain, but but <laughs> uh, if they are thinking clearly, they definitely would say it. I mean, there's no way in your right mind you could advocate putting your kid no. through that. And you know, especially if any of them are showing early signs of, or you know, yeah, there's concerns that they might degrade into any of the egg. No, I mean, I've never played football in my life other than just pick up with friends. And I would never let anybody I loved it's, play like willingly. I just wouldn't. It's crazy, man. The The most telling thing about this to me, too, is like in the rest of that article, Bo Jackson, like that wasn't. He didn't really have any CT. He doesn't have any of those lingering effects. No, seemingly he had a, a Bo hip injury fine. that took yeah. him out of the league. And he was like, I'm fine with that. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with nearly Football's, crippling myself. <laughs> Football's brutal. Things are going to happen. But, oh, <laughs> drooling on yourself and putting a shotgun uh, in your mouth. Nope. Not cool with that. Yeah. So <laughs> at the age of 45, no less, you know, holy shit, this got dark at the end. Of I'm your... just saying, I mean, that you, no, that's what right. happens yes, with these CTE right. guys. Like it's all downhill and it all ends terribly. Yeah. It's, it's scary shit. Well, I agree with Bo. I'm not letting my kid play. So, no. Bo knows parenting. Bo knows football. <laughs> Bo knows it all. Well, this has been Upper Deck, as always, brought to you by Audible.com and by Bo Jackson. Dude, those Kia commercials that he does are stupid as shit. Have you ever seen those new ones? I believe I've seen. It's one, like Tecmo Bowl. They like oh, took Tecmo yes, Bowl. Yes, yes, yes. And then yes, like yes. he like he runs out of the stadium and then he 
comes in in the Kia and fucking scores yeah. a touchdown. I hate those commercials so much. And it sucks because I have a Kia. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> well, damn it. But did you see, I think it was this past season, uh, Family Guy did the whole Bo Jackson thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was hysterical. That was when good. Bo was playing, or uh, Peter was playing against, I think, Joe. Or, or it might the, have been Quagmire, and he was just like, oh, you the know. 300-yard touchdown run. Yeah. <laughs> just running all around the field. Yeah. It was it was classic. Oh, running out of time in the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, touchdown! That was the same episode where they did the three-point shot. Yes! <laughs> which was also hysterical. Oh, quarter man. three! <laughs> oh, I miss those days when you could just fucking... Just play one one game or one play is was a touchdown every time. One play was like a guaranteed home run. One it was always oh Nintendo, you were the best. All right, so let's let's fucking talk about it, man. Because all right, we've been of one one shot wins. Here we go. There's one argument I'm about to beat your ass on. We've been discussing this all week long. We've I've been ready for this show. Like I've been super pumped. We don't. Uh, for everybody out there, we don't do a whole lot of prep for this show. Like, we do our Upper Deck stories. And we're just knowledgeable. Yeah, it's just mostly just bullshitting with each other. But this week, I have to say, I prepped more than I ever have before. Because he didn't want to show up to a gunfight <laughs> with his fists like he usually does. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not saying much. Like, prepping more than usual is just like, I looked up I a read stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, re- I refreshed my memory. Yeah, I, I, I watched a highlight or two. That's more or less what I did. I, I read a couple things. Wait, wait, okay, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so we have we have had a, this debate all week long. I say that this most recent college football national championship game between Alabama and Clemson, the rematch, part de, was the best college football game that I've ever seen. Which is insane. <laughs> Scott. It's insane. Wholly disagrees with me. And no, I don't wholly. It's funny because I don't think that it's like far off. Like, I don't want to sit here and think like, oh, well, there's like 50 other games. Let me, let me, change, let me change what I just said because it's not the best football game I've Ch- ever seen. College best championship. championship. Yes. yes. The best so championship I've ever seen. It's fine. Again, I don't have a long laundry list of games that are in front of it. It's, it's up there in the conversation. And I am entertaining this conversation because i think there's an argument to be made but at the end of the day it's still not the best i just don't think And you say that the best was 2006 texas usc number one versus number two i've never seen and for me that's the best college football game period championship game week four week whatever it doesn't matter (laughs) on mars that's the best college football game i've ever sat down and watched from start to finish and of course again that that's not a long list but when i'm saying i sit down and watch like all of the big games or the anticipated games that one never disappointed for me not one moment and that game that is the benchmark that people seem to refer to as this yes, was even this prior, is the defining game. Because like, prior to this game, you would have said that. I would have said 06 yes, Rose Bowl. You would be on the same yes, page. I would be saying okay. that is the best game. However, this most recent game, there are so many elements that went into it that makes it a more compelling story and a better, more entertaining game for me than that Rose Bowl was. Okay, so loser goes first. Go ahead. Tell me what your <laughs> reasons are for it being better than 2006. Okay, here's the number one thing for me. I, I understand in 06, Vince Young scored the go-ahead touchdown with 19 seconds to go that 
won the game and made him a hero and made him Vince Young. Like, that was the moment, the defining moment for him. Bam, wrong. He was Vince Young prior to that game. No, but that's that, cemented, was, that was that cemented the, his legacy. Right, that but, was I the, mean, you ever, that game. If you ever watch a Vince Young highlight reel, what's the, the last thing they ended on? Is him well, yeah, but running that was his into last that college play ever? I mean, it doesn't matter. That's the that's the moment people remember. People don't remember what happened in Week Five with Vince Young. <laughs> they remember him running to the corner of the end zone, and I then did. they remember the confetti falling. Funny off. enough, I did watch that. Uh, never mind. I'm not going to no, ruin. No, no, go ahead, from... go ahead. Well, I was going to say that, that's <laughs> part of the reason why that game was so special because Vince Young was such a talent. I watched regular season Texas games that year because of Vince Young. Purely because of Vince Young. Now, they had other guys on that team. Don't get me wrong. And there's a laundry list of guys that were on that team. That are, <laughs> but it was appointment television. I wa- I, and I don't regularly sit down and watch just random games like yeah. Texas, you know, playing their conference schedule against, you know, whoever. <laughs> it didn't matter. Like, most, <laughs> in most years, I can tell you how many Texas games I've watched since then. Not many. <laughs> that yeah. weren't, you know, national te- uh, championship games because there's been, you know, Colt McCoy played in a couple right. shortly thereafter or whatever. But since then, yeah, I've watched maybe two or three Texas games. So I that tells watched, you everything you need to know. I haven't watched much Texas. About how special – well, you, you, I, I know you watched Texas this year uh, in week uh, one. Uh, uh, oh. Anyways, back to my <laughs> point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> too soon? <laughs> yep, way too soon. <laughs> so here's the other thing that was impressive to me about this most recent game. The USC-Texas game was very back and forth. That was a close game throughout. Yes. Very, and I will not argue that point. It was very entertaining because it was so close. This game felt like at any second Alabama was about to put the dagger in. Like at any moment, anybody watching that game was like, it's about to happen. Bama's about to put this one away. Any moment when it was 14 nothing, I contemplated going right. to bed. <laughs> so there's, there's that whole thing of, I mean, even at halftime, it's 14-7 at halftime. And you're like, and it didn't oh. feel like Clemson was close yeah, it's like, because man, they scored just before half. Bama is gonna roll in this game. Bama gets the ball to start the half. They are about to fucking tear this one open. Then Clemson holds them to a field goal, and it's like, ah, oh, they're they're stringing it out a little bit. And then to come back from seventeen seven at the very beginning of the second half and come back and win that game in the way that they did it. So Clemson wins or Clemson scores to take the lead, right? Yeah. And it's like, wow. Now it's fallen on this freshman quarterback to try to save Bama, this one's over. And then he scores, Jalen Hurts scores, to take the lead back. And it's like, holy fuck, we just watched this kid become a college football legend by leading his team back and scoring with very little time left. You give the ball back to Clemson, they score with one second to go. That rally right there at the end of the game made that the most entertaining game I've ever seen. Yes, a little bit slower during the beginning of the game, during the first half, but that fourth quarter made it way better. Who caught the game-winning touchdown catch for Clemson? The white kid. Oh, <laughs> the white kid. Hmm. Interesting that you say the white kid. One, because you're white. You're not going to go there. But two, because he's nameless. <laughs> nameless. For now, wait until the no, Patriots no, 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 draft no, 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 no. Yeah, well, okay. Until <laughs> Tom Brady's throwing him dimes. Fine. But that's my biggest argument between the two. Yes, this game was exciting. Yes, it was interesting. And truth be told, here's how, like, part of it. I actually did go to bed for a minute. Because at the start, well, because it started right. They almost lost me because it was boring in the first half. Like, it was 14 to nothing, but it was a not exciting 14 to nothing. Like, Bama blew a couple of big runs past. But in between there, 
there is not a lot going on. Clemson looked like anus, and and Bama but wasn't doing uh, anything. Did Clemson special. look bad, or was Bama's defense that good? I think it was Bama's defense a, is that fucking good. Man. I think it was a combination of both. Like Bama, okay. So when you compare it to last year's game, when Clemson, you know, had no problem looking fine against them, it was two different teams. Yeah. So it was like. Oh, this is the Clemson we're going to see, the bad Clemson, because that was the problem with right. Clemson this year. We said that last week. Which Clemson is going to show up? The good Clemson that could beat just about anybody and has a chance to go toe-to-toe with Bama, or the bad Clemson that lost two games and you know played throughout and were like, oh, they don't look very good. Yeah. And, and when it, the game started in that first quarter, it looked like, oh, shit, the bad Clemson showed up and eh, this is going to get out of hand. And by halftime, everybody, you know, let's just bring out the confetti and the trophy and fill <laughs> the fucking out. Because there's no point. It was, it was it was whatever. But it also didn't help that the names, man, the names. I didn't know. I w- with both of these teams, like, I am not a college football fan, so maybe that's a detriment to me. That's but a big you, detriment to you. But you can't even name me. And I'm not a college football fan to me, <laughs> but I can still name, like, most of the team for USC and Texas, and we're talking about 10 years ago those right, teams but you're, had household names all over the place that's what made it great did they though were they were they really household names at the time of that game yes and here's how i know because i knew who they were i knew who they were for both teams okay and i'm not a college guy i'm a Give casual me. i'm a casual college football fan so for me to be able to name all of those guys that were playing on both of those teams that that says a can lot I, can i tell you how talent loaded that 06 game was Let's let's look at how loaded with talent this 06 game was. Okay, no, no, no. Now, when you say loaded with talent... Air quotes, yes. Yes, it doesn't have to be... The, it doesn't mean that they went on to the NFL and succeeded. But no, I'm not fact, saying that. Oh, okay, I was going to say, it's that. the fact that they were named guys at the, at the time in college and were projected to do well in the NFL. Yeah, because... Funny enough, looking at the names now, almost none of them did well. Right? Yeah, yeah, from yeah they, they really did not they do well. All flamed the fuck out. <laughs> kind of crazy. But here's here's the talent that was in that game. Now I will say there's there's probably more than this, but if we're looking at what I consider a good benchmark of talent, first round draft picks, would you agree that's a good benchmark of a college football team and their level of talent? That's that's fair, but okay. the amount of guys that were drafted when you look at it just from both teams yeah. in the next in the draft right after that. Okay, but that year you had two guys from Texas in the first round. Mm-hmm. You had Vince Young, you had Michael Huff, mm-hmm. and then you also had two guys from USC, Leinart and Bush. Okay, that's it. Those are your only first round draft picks from. And- Okay, and that's that's fine, but the the problem with that just being the benchmark is that the way guys are evaluated in college versus the NFL is slightly different. And, yeah. the, and even though the guys didn't necessarily get drafted high, they all were like, it was like, oh, man, they got steals, or that's a guy you know. Like, right. It's, there it's was, when, there it's was when a guy like me is sitting there watching the draft and I know all the way to a certain point, like names-wise, but there's still guys when they're coming off the board in like the sixth, seventh round, that's like, oh, I know who that guy is because he was but a But you know that Texas. because you watched, you admitted to watching more Texas games this year. How many Alabama games did you watch this year? Three, maybe? Right. So but you, that's about the same amount of Texas games that I watched that year that weren't the but Alabama, game. Alabama's defensive level of talent is so much more than 
than Texas or USC's at that time. They've got five to six projected first round draft picks that, and out of Alabama. And that's fine. I this can't year. name like any of them. That's a problem. That's, but that's not on. That's not on Alabama, and that's on you for not knowing no, how good that see, team look, is. Look, look, look. It's because there's so many good players. No, they're overshadowing they're not, each other. No, because they're not household names. Like they didn't start out. You said Michael Huff. There was Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart, uh, Lendell White. You had uh, Terrell Brown, uh, Roderick McElroy. Like there was tons of guys on both sides that were name guys. Yeah, and I guarantee you, Jonathan Allen is going to be a name you're going to hear way down saying, the road. I'm not saying Cam that any Robinson, of these guys from Alabama be, won't be, but these guys aren't for this Alabama. Ruben this is, Foster. Like, that's fine. I know, and I know who Ruben <laughs> Foster is. But the problem with this Alabama team is it was the most nameless of any of their most recent ones. Like, I could name more guys than the most good recent. Team. That's because they were a good unit where they had so many stars that they all just – they're not going to have gaudy numbers where it's showing up. It's because they're, so, they're all so good. So you're telling me when USC trotted out Ray Mel, Luga, Brian Cushing – and fucking Clay Matthews, and you knew who all three of those guys were. <laughs> it wasn't because of the they, they were they formed a good unit. I beg to differ. <laughs> beg to differ, my friend. I could name all three of those guys when they were at USC, and then it turns out that well, one of them was a roid head. Probably all three of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Another one. I mean, if Clay- you watch Cushing now, oh, come on. Well, no, Cushing was the one who got busted for roids. So He's that's a, a that's what I call a roid head. Then Maluga was supposed to be the most. Decorated of him because he was while he's at USC, but he just ended up being a middling linebacker for the Bengals. Yeah. He was never anything great, and he drove a Pontiac on fire. <laughs> and then there's that. <laughs> he also <laughs> likes to hit on the underage girls. I saw him multiple times downtown doing. Hence that. the Pontiac on fire. <laughs> <laughs> at, well, and then you had Clay Matthews, who actually of the three was the, the least heralded, yeah. but then went to the NFL and became the most heralded out of the group. But either way, I'm saying all three of them were names. And yeah, they didn't go in the first round, but man, I just I just feel like your argument that just because they were household names doesn't hold up. I know the talent it's not level. Just that. The it's, talent level is. It's not this that USC came in with a thirty-four game win streak. Texas came in with a twenty-six game win streak. It was one of those something's got to give games. Okay, I will give you that. That that's not enough for you. You rewind two weeks prior. Reggie Bush sitting there wins the Heisman against who? Vince Young. Who Reggie? Everybody knew Reggie Bush was going to win, but it wasn't. It wasn't like this year where it was one. There wasn't an Alabama or Clemson player there. I loved that, by the way. I fucking love that because I'm getting no. I'm just getting sick and tired of the bullshit that the Heisman has to be the best player oh, on one yeah, of the national no, championship that's, teams. And that's I was fine. really glad that we had a national championship game where they weren't like, ooh, the Heisman curse. Well, blah, blah, yeah. Blah. I, I'm, I'm glad that it doesn't necessarily do for Jackson's purposes. Like, I'm glad that he won it and it didn't matter that his team only did what it did because he won it off of his merit, which is how it should be. But what I'm saying is when you add the extra tension of these two guys coming in having just been Heisman finalists along with Leinart, who had won it the season before, you've got that going on. Leinart set the passing record in championship games of 365 yards. Game was back and forth. It was Keith Jackson's final broadcast. <laughs> All right, you got me Nelly. there. You Boom! got me on that one. That's that was like yeah, that's my last a good, selling point. I mean, shit, that's a tough one to overcome. Young obviously Cause. set the most rushing yards for a quarterback in a championship game. I, I mean, it was just there was so many things, and I don't want to like. Ish all over the 2017 game, make it sound like I don't think this game is anything. But man, 
I never thought of you to be a prisoner of the moment. And to me, this is not a prisoner of the prisoner moment. Of the Are you moment kidding thing. me? All right. Yes. Let's yes, look at because it. it just happened, man. It's let's recency look at, bias but look like at a it, mother. Look at it like from the if story USC, perspective. If USC Texas happened tomorrow, you'd be like, oh my God, that's the best game ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Only this happened a decade ago, bro. <laughs> let's look at it from the story perspective, though. What's this the is story? a rematch of the previous year's national title game. That's which is fine, but we all know what's the what's the number one rule of rematches, which this actually didn't it's, live up to. Yeah, the, the, the sequel, sequel is never, is never good. as good. I understand that. It actually and this did. one was way better than the first one. It was, and the likelihood of Clemson. How many people pick Clemson to win? Nobody. Look at our craft brewed sports bowl pick them. Oh, we were decided before the national championship game because Clemson was written off. It was Bama is going to win. Everybody knew that. Everybody said going in, Bama's your champion. That's fine. Everybody going into the Texas USC game said USC is going to win. USC but was he- favored will, heavily. In exactly, that game. and I would argue that Texas was more dominant that year than USC was. You can make that argument, which again US, is what's great so, about the matchup. So that's, but that's what I'm saying. Texas was more dominant throughout the year than USC. So those people who were saying USC was going to Notre Dame almost beat USC that year, and then got destroyed by Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl. Like that was the year of the Bush push. I fucking I know that year oh. way too well. Was it? Uh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. I didn't even bring it up. You did. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, but not only that, uh, USC almost lost to fucking Fresno State that year. That's fine. They were a 34-game win streak. There's I understand a lot of pressure. That, but you almost lost to Fresno State, who, granted, was ranked uh, that year. But still, it's Fresno fucking State, and you're the number one team with this long winning streak. There's no reason why you should have a scare by Fresno State. Alabama, Scares are going to happen. Alabama didn't have a scare this year. Their closest game... But Clemson had two losses. Clemson had one loss. And that's that's what I'm saying. It's an even better well, story. Look, that man. They, both teams coming in... A, wait a second. Everybody loves the both underdog Both teams story. coming in undefeated with it these streaks on the line. That's what I'm saying. And it was an underdog story because no, Texas was still the underdog. But they shouldn't have been. That's, that's you people... But, but, they, the but moment, they were. Looking at it... Texas was way more dominant. So they're the number but, two but team. But they were the underdog, though. And Clemson had no Both shot. of them were one and two all year. This was this game. Clemson was, fell out of the top this, four. <laughs> this game was Rocky too, goddammit. This was Rocky <laughs> versus Apollo. It, they went toe-to-toe the year before, and everybody was like, you know, after that game, Saban hugged Bill Sweeney and was like, there ain't going to be no rematch. And Bill was like, don't want one. Don't want one. And then this year, that's boom, fine. rematch. And who wins? Fucking Rocky wins. That's fine. This was, this was Rocky versus Rocky. <laughs> Somebody had to win. Somebody had to lose. No, this was bullshit. I'm telling you. <laughs> this no, was, man. This, and it all boils down to, at the end of the day, man, what am I telling you? It's about star power, man. It's about star power. And, and, I will say, and I will say this game, if you look back on this game in 10 years, like you're looking back on the, the Texas USC game right no. now, this game has more star power. No. Mark it down. You're gonna, no, 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 no. Because you're looking at it as an after the fact it has more star power. I'm looking at it as when the game was played, that had more star okay, power. Okay, so period. I will, let's, Because let's, all I can name from, like, unfortunately, is Watson. Mike Wallace. Huh? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, you, you mean Mike Williams. Oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah, good, I, that, that's why I was like, wow. Yeah, that's why I was like, Mike Wallace? No, edit, Mike Williams, yes. Mike Williams, point, the yeah. wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, no, you ain't editing that out, bitch. You fucked that up. No, I wouldn't edit that out. Anyway, but, but no. yeah. No, I know. There's, there are some names, but what I'm saying is it's not the bevy of names. Okay, like, all right. So looking at it this way, you, you will agree to the point that Alabama is loaded with talent, correct? Absolutely. Okay. There's no way they can do what they did. And you're what they saying do what they can. Clemson 
doesn't have that same level of talent because no. they don't have the star power, correct? There's not that same star no, power. Both as... of them don't have the star power. Okay. Alabama but, has but the talent. But if you're looking at just this year, do you think Alabama has way more star power than Clemson does this year? No. I would argue that Clemson does because of the quarterback. Deshaun, All because of Watson? Yes, Watson is the biggest name in this game. He is. He just is, man. I'm telling you. And yeah. Mike Williams might be the second biggest name in this game. Wow. All they right. Don't, like Alabama usually has that guy that you're at least like. They have a Derrick Henry. They have a, uh, a Bo Scarborough. Oh wait, they did <laughs> Bo Scarborough. <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have a Derrick Henry. They have a uh, what's his name, Mister Washed Up for the Browns. <laughs> the, the other running, the running backs that they keep trotting out there that keep uh, being awful. They, they have a defensive. They have D Brown or not D Brown, D Milliner. Uh, they have like guys that you're just like, okay, there's that. They didn't have that this year. Like as far as it just being a dominant guy that like. And how impressive is it to be that dominant without a guy that you like? You can't even name a guy. So how that's I can, to me that's I mean, it's just to me that's the more impressive. Person just can. I, I'm somewhere that's more impressive. That you've got you're at a point now in college football where there is so much more parity than there as ever has been in the past, and you're still able to fucking dominate like that, and then you lose. Come on, that's fucking great. We asked you guys on Facebook uh, what you guys thought of this game. And everybody uh, agreed with me because you're an idiot. Uh, incorrect. Uh, William, <laughs> William Kidwell said 06 Rose Bowl. Uh, and that was, I was like, any particular reason? He said that's the, uh, Tyson chimed in with, that's the last time anybody thought that Vince Young or Matt Leinart could be NFL quarterbacks, <laughs> which was well played. Which is true. <laughs> uh, William goes with your point. The overall talent on the field was better, according to him. Uh, Hunter Roberts, a very funny comedian from Tennessee. Uh, check him out online, and if you're in Tennessee, uh, find him. He said the 06 Rose Bowl was better, much more back and forth. Thank you. Scott from Detroit, who tied me in the college football bowl pick'em. He said 06 just felt bigger. It uh, was. <laughs> I don't really know why, but I had way more shock and awe when it was over. And you know why it felt bigger? Because of the stars involved. That's I'm telling you, man. The going into that game, it was like, oh my god. And then then you're thinking like, okay, so worst case scenarios, USC just dominates and it's not the national champion. But then they didn't, and it became this like back and forth punching, just brutal. Like, and it wasn't it wasn't the little engine that could, but it was these two titan heavyweights. This was Ali Frazier going at it like. <laughs> Back and forth. I mean, this was the rumble and jungle on the field, and I couldn't. I've never been so in awe by a college football game like I was. I was captivated from the beginning, and then the way it ended, it was just like, oh my god! And like, talk about being a prison moment. I remember. I even remember thinking, now I don't want to, you know, be that guy who's like, this is the best college football game ever. But ten years later, it still is, and to me, it's by like a wide margin. I. I all right, here's the crazy thing to me. Look at the storylines between these two games. They are so identical, it's scary. Yes. Like, it's funny that we're, such, we're more or less arguing very similar points. I think anybody could say either one of these games is the best ever and have a legit claim at that. I would say, yes, I did say looking, that at, looking, at all of, looking at all the games, I would say this is 1A, 1B. But... 06 is definitely 1A. Nope, I disagree with you that. You son uh, of a bitch. <laughs> All right, my buddy Spielman says that 2006 Florida versus Ohio State <laughs> was a great game. 
But the reason is because he's such a big Ohio State hater. He says the game featured Ted Ginn running back the opening kickoff and then probably leaving the game with a celebration injury, <laughs> which was pretty damn funny. So this was this was would be the 06 season, 07 bowl yes. game. Yes. And, okay. and That's when Florida rolled him up, right? Yes. <laughs> it, wasn't, it was never close after that run back. <laughs> and that uh, the game starred his lord and savior, Timothy Tebow. Praise Tebow. And then, like we said, Ohio State ended up losing by a huge margin. And he just does that because he's a Penn State fan. Oh, totally nice. hates Ohio State. And so, yeah. Nice. That game was good for about five <laughs> minutes. Then it was awful. Uh, I had I had one on my side here. Uh, Jeremy said that the 2017 game was better. Clemson was an underdog, came into the fourth quarter down by double digits. That's the difference for him. Uh, the game-winning TD coming with one second to go in the game is really the, the difference maker for him. Another prisoner in the moment. So 18-second difference is all that matters for Jeremy. <laughs> 18 seconds changes everything. Vince Young scored with 19 to go. Yeah, that gave, yeah, that yeah. gave Liner a chance. Winner! <laughs> uh, buddy Adam Whitman said that the uh, Texas game was the better game, um, but also said that the 0-2 game with Ohio State and Miami was a good game. It was uh, one of the best <sighs> And uh, it's tough for me at the prior to the 06 game. That was one of the best games I had ever yeah. seen. And then in retrospect, I realized how not great it really was. Yeah, I mean, if you if you want to talk about a, a game that had star power, that Miami team was fucking loaded. And again, that's another reason that I would actually agree with the fact that it was right because it did household names yeah. everywhere, yeah. and it was back and forth. The problem is it ended on the controversial call. I think, yeah, that's the the cloud over that. If that was a clear cut. Yes. Well, and a lot of the game was boring. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't exciting. I mean, that's like, that's what you expect with Jim Trestle calling plays though. Yeah. Boring snooze fests. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was totally an Ohio state game. Like they got exactly what they wanted and then won. So they played it, but it, the game itself was not all that exciting. Where these two games that we're talking about had the excitement factor. I will say again, though, that, that Clemson, that, and this is what is a knock against it, is that it did have times where I was like, man, I'm bored, or man, I'm about to go to bed because it just doesn't feel like anything's going to change. Not so with the Texas USC game. <laughs> but I didn't I, take my yeah, eyes I think, off that. I game. think that's why, what's more appealing to me about that game is the fact that. It felt like the dagger was coming at any minute, and Clemson kept staving it off. That's that's impressive to me. That's a that's a pretty let's, damn cool thing. Let's call Jim Harbaugh and see which one, which game he <laughs> thought was more impressive. <laughs> He'll be the deciding factor. I bet you he didn't fall asleep during that 06 game. He probably did not. I bet uh, you he didn't. <laughs> but he also was a fu- anyways. Uh, no, what what what? <laughs> Kirk Herbstreit. I asked him on Twitter. He didn't answer, but he did say. Uh, right after the national championship game on Twitter, I've called ten Rose Bowls and the last eight national championships, and last night was as compelling and entertaining as any game I've called. No doubt, there, that's where there's no argument. Is that it is in the conversation? It like, sounds to me like he's saying 2017 no. is better. Yeah, that's all I'm. <laughs> oh, you're gonna. You, oh, and now you're gonna support. You're gonna support a Buckeye because you, Mister. I hate the Buckeyes. Is gonna ride a Buckeye because it, it's convenient. Oh, well, cool. you know, Herb Street say he's pretty down the road. Down yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and here's uh, our our uh, college football guru. We had him on the show as our college football expert, Brendan Boyle, former guest of the show. He went with the 2017 game as his pick. Of course he did. 
<laughs> of course he did. Because he doesn't. You know why? You know why these two these two anti O six people exist. <laughs> Because USC and deep down their Notre Dame love <laughs> is taking over and they're like, no, nah. even a game that USC lost. I ain't giving Fuck them no Carol. Yeah, I ain't giving them no credit. So I almost feel like their opinion should be thrown out. <laughs> but go ahead. Read what Boyle said. Boyle said Clemson Bama 2 was better. Not only was it the rematch of a great game, but it was possibly the greatest team in history, too. Speaking of uh, speaking about Alabama. 2006 Rose Bowl was awesome with similar circumstances, a school's greatest QB versus a dynasty, and Vince Young's performance is still the best ever, but the 2017 National Championship game was better because the actual game was better. Three scores in the final five minutes when the entire game seemed like you were waiting for Bama to pull away. If you rewatch the 2006 Rose Bowl, it doesn't seem as exciting. Texas's offense was garbage outside of Young. He just drops back and then scrambles basically every play on the last drive. There you go. Yeah, you're right. A game from a decade ago, if you turn it on right now, won't seem as exciting. Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> because it was from a decade ago, and it's kind of hard to get feel the feelings that you felt going into that game. I, I, I'd venture to guess 10 <laughs> years from now, this game won't seem as exciting because it's 10 years later. <laughs> I mean, it's tough, yes, to recapture the excitement. And when you know the outcome, I'd venture to guess that you're very less excited about anything when you know what's going to happen. Look, I don't think we're going to change each other's minds here. I no, think this we're not. Is, I, this is basically two people arguing over Trump or Hillary. Like, that's what this discussion has become. Right, and you're like, definitely just, arguing for Trump. I am, and, and that means Trump fucking won, so... On some bullshit backdoor <laughs> shenanigans, but I mean, hey, cool. That's cool. If that's how you take it. I mean, no, that's what I'm- a dub's a dub. <laughs> uh, no, so we're not going to change each other's minds, but I, I think what we can say is definitely one of the best national championship games we've seen. We oh, were, without a we doubt. we had a treat to watch that game this week, especially after the bullshit product once again that was put on the field by the NFL. And going into the game, we did also think that it wasn't going to be. M- as much of a game as it ended up being. I listened back to our our last episode, the Black and Cran episode. We shit on Clemson pretty hard there. I mean, it wasn't even... I don't, had a reason to. I don't though. even think I made my pick in Miss Cleo's picks because it was just a foregone conclusion that I was picking Bama in that game. Right. Um, and that's maybe that's why this game is even more impressive to me because the Burlon Jinx fucking impacted a national championship game. <laughs> the fact that you're, you suck at making picks is no bearing on, <laughs> on this argument, period. Uh, uh, what did you think of the NFL games this week? They were garbage. <laughs> I, they were bad. I didn't even watch a lot of it. I, I only caught some of the Giants-Green Bay game, and I caught a tad bit of the... Um, I see. Uh, the Raiders Houston game. It was all on my phone, but I never needed to watch a minute of that because I knew yeah. how that was going to go that down. Was rough. That um, was rough. I did see a little bit of that Seattle game. Fucking Pete Carroll. Uh, but very little. It was in between. You know, being I was at a wedding when it was going on, so it was whatever. But and <laughs> yeah, it was garbage. I didn't. Just, I, yeah, it was bad. It's I mean, really yeah, bad. I, 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 the Dolphins. I guess. Saturday I was busy technically, so I was mostly it was mostly in between Texas and whatever. And then Sunday are the games that I watched, so I did see a bit of the Pittsburgh Miami game. But again, they, they they were so predictable. All of the home teams won. None of them ever felt competitive for the most part. It just it was awful. 
It was the NFL in a nutshell this year. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was a micro, micro look at what the NFL was this year. Mostly crappy football where it's predictable. Yeah, I agree. I didn't I didn't get any enjoyment out of this weekend's games. Just nothing that was appealing to me. The only thing out of the NFL this week that I was kind of interested in was the Chargers moving to LA. That was the only that's sad that in the middle of the playoffs that's the biggest story for the week for me. And a very pathetic one at that. A horrible story. We like, began the year with one team in LA that <laughs> nobody ever asked for. <laughs> and we end the season with two teams yeah. that n- nobody ever asked for. I don't understand how we go from spending, what, 15, 10, 15 years? How long has it been since LA had a team? A- and they seemed perfectly fine to all of a sudden now we have two. They couldn't sustain the ones that they had before. So they didn't have any for a long time, and yeah. now they have two. How much sense does that make? Well, not only that, I think, I mean, there's L.A. fans are such front runners. Like they're, they will bail on a team. Shit. Look at look at what happened to the Rams this year. I mean, there was nobody in those stands this year already. Like they were already off the Rams bandwagon. But it wasn't going to take much. No. Either they were going to win and blow everybody out, and everybody's going to show up, or they're going to be the Rams, and yeah. you got what you got. Right. And that's, I mean, look at UCLA games. There's nobody that comes to those. that was with the franchise that had already once been in L.A. Yeah. How the fuck is it going to work for the Chargers who have always resided in California or in San Diego except for their very first season? Their very first season they played in L.A. <laughs> and ever it's, since then, they've been, they've been in San Diego. But, I mean, essentially they are yeah. a one-city team. That has no history. In not the only like, that, I don't know how you're gonna sell that. Not only that, you bring two franchises to L.A. to a, a fickle sports town, and you're bringing two shitty franchises. Right? You didn't even give like, them one that could maybe win. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> like this, this town is always okay. It's the Lakers up here and the Clippers down here. Even when the Clippers like got good, they were still the JV team in L.A. Right. Nobody really gave a shit about the Clippers. And now they've got two JV teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two JV teams that not, not a damn person in that and city And I'm sure about. the games are fucking empty. I mean, you, not empty, but... USC is still the number one team in that city. And they always will be. No, they're they always going to be the best team in that city. That's all anybody's going to care about. And I, I don't know how long either of these teams are going to last in L.A. And that's the dumbest part of it all. They move them there so that they you know because we want the market, we want the money, blah 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 blah. But how long until you're pulling up stakes and moving out of town again? The Chargers. That's easy for them to pull up stakes since they didn't actually build this. They're just renting. They're yeah, the they Chargers don't even have stakes in. <laughs> the Chargers are basically like the people that everybody complains about at election time because they're like, well, they're just renting property. This is bullshit. They shouldn't be able to vote in this election <laughs> on my tax levies, sons of bitches. That's the Chargers team this year in LA. They're just like, well, nah, we're here. Whatever. You don't like us? All right, we're just going to go rent a space over across the river. Good God, man. <laughs> it's just balls. I just, yeah, it's shitty. I <laughs> So stupid. I can't wait. Not to, to mention, the Rams hired a coach younger than both of us. Oh, fuck. This week. Not to be outdone do by the Chargers, know, the Rams are like, hey, we're going to go hire somebody who's 30. Do you, <laughs> do you know how hard I looked at my life this, this week when I saw that? When McVay was announced as the coach, and they were like, youngest coach in NFL history at 30 years old, I was like, he's, he's how old? He's younger than me? Dude, if you would have told me one year ago. That I was going to be running. Well, and actually, it would have been two years ago because I'm going to be 32 tomorrow. 
When this when this no show gets shit. dropped, I'm going to be 30. I'm such a good two. friend. Oh, happy <laughs> birthday, man! It's all good. Facebook didn't tell you yet, <laughs> so it's yet. all good. I'm not even mad at you. It's it's all good, bro. So when this show drops, I'll be 32. And two years ago, if yeah. you'd have been like, "Hey, you're gonna coach an NFL franchise," I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I, I now two years. Later, after what, what this guy is like, I have two children. Yeah, and I the the prospect of controlling them <laughs> terrifies me. <laughs> this dude is control has control and has to gain the respect of people uh, who, who are making millions. Yeah, who are like the same age as him. And it, there is one guy older on the team now. They're the youngest franchise in the NFL. Yeah, but there's a guy older than him. I'm like. So does he, does he have to say sir? Does, does, does he have to refer to him as sir? Because you, you know damn well if it was me, you'd be sir in my ass. I'm like, I don't give a shit if you're the head coach. I'm older than you. Don't make me son you. I'll son a head coach. I don't care. <laughs> he just called him coach son. Right? Like, how's this going to – And I keep hearing, he's got this hey, – he sounds like a young Gruden. I don't give a shit, man. It – it's not going to matter as soon as they start losing games and no. these guys just tune everything Look, recent, out. Recent history has shown that unless you're John Gruden and you're a young coach, you're going to fall well, on John your face. John Gruden fell into a situation that was like ready to go. Yeah. The, this the, one the, is the, not the, ready to go. This one is far, far away. I can't imagine being a 30-year-old man and taking over an NFL. I can't, no, imagine, no. I can't imagine being a 40-year-old man and taking over an NFL. Like, basically, this dude is too young. Like, I, I bought a house last year. <laughs> that that was the most, like, nerve-wracking thing and most intimidating thing I've done in my life. Yeah. This is like that on super Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds type <laughs> steroids. Like, I'm, I'm insane. 30, I'm 32 years old, and I don't even want a promotion at work because I'm like, I, I want to fly a little under the radar still. Right? I don't need I'm that I'm the man pressure. who wants to be the third-string quarterback. You know why? Yep. Getting paid a lot of money, but you know you ain't. That's going to see no game day action. <laughs> Probably not even going to be activated game day. You're just going to be hanging out on the sidelines. That's what I learned watching Blue Mountain State when that was on TV. Backup quarterback is the best job in the <sighs> world. You don't have to do shit. 30 years old as a head coach. It's But it has all the makings yep. of a disaster. All of it. Like I don't wish the dude ill because, hey, he's the first millennial in the NFL, so he's out here, <laughs> he's out here repping us. <laughs> first millennial head coach out here repping us, but... The uphill doesn't even begin to yeah. describe the battle he's about to face. It is going to be he's in, awful. He's in and there's going trouble, to be just man. jokes after jokes after jokes. I had all of them on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> I had all of them. I didn't care. I just I I feel bad. When like, I see when I see you, McVay, you better serve me. Thirty years old, man. God, that is that is such a kick to my dick. Like <laughs> like I, I sit here, I'm like, man, I doing pretty well things are going all right right for me. i and thought having like, a house and two kids was successful yeah. nah and then it's like oh that, that dude is that nfl head coach, head coach. <laughs> not even like like i could see like a 30 year old being like the head coach of like a high school team and it's like yeah good for you man that would be big good for and you actually that i would be like man yeah he's 
Yeah, he's paid his dues. Yeah. He's got it. He's well, in there. Well done, man. I'd even argue if you were 30 years old and head coach of a college team, I'd be like, well, he, he might be in over his head, but you're you know getting, what? No, he, you're because it'd be like a Mac school. or like. A, but yeah, but, uh, but the thing is, you'd still be like, okay, because he's generally yeah. dealing with guys that are, you know, six, seven years right. younger than him for the most part, 18-year-olds. So he's almost got, you know, 10, 12 years. It'd be fine. You'd be like... It's going to be tough, but I, he's going to get through. He's going to be good. <laughs> NFL, no. This is, this is a can. I, there's the age limit for the presidency of the United States for a reason. Exactly. I feel like that's there should I, be yeah. an age limit for <laughs> that's that's what I was the NFL. Say. <laughs> God. I just can't believe, man. I would love to. I, I'm trying to look up what his coaching resume is and what he was like doing. The, he before. started, I think, at t- age 22. If I heard correctly and remember correctly, this week he was a, like age 22. He's like the Bucks assistant wide receivers coach or something like that. Yep, 2008. Yeah, I mean, and he, so he's been in the NFL since he was 22. So it's not like he just showed up yesterday and was like, "Hey, you know, I'm now I'm head coach." He's "Quote unquote," paid his dues, but man, not really just age wise. I mean, even getting that job at twenty two, right. it's like you're like, the how the hell did you... that happen? It all makes sense though, as I look up him. Uh, did, do you know who his, what his pedigree is? Well, I I have an idea now. His grandfather worked for my team. Oh, really? He was the GM. I did not know that in the early eighties, going into the nineties. Well, this just tells you all you need to know right here. Uh, he played his football in college at Miami of Ohio. The yes. cradle of coaches comes <laughs> through again. <laughs> Fucking Miami of Ohio. I don't. How the fuck does Ohio keep producing these coaches? That's amazing know. to me. Crab cakes and football. <laughs> Only not any crab cakes. Just football. <laughs> That's what Ohio's known for. <laughs> another another Ohio boy born in Dayton. He lived in Dayton until he was six years oh, old. Oh, well, then fuck him for sure. He's a, <laughs> he's a flyer? Then for sure fuck him. He left when he was six. So I, he was, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Roger Clemens was born in Dayton. I still hold it against him. <laughs> I hold a lot of things against him, but the fact that he was born in Dayton explains all of it. <laughs> fuck him. Oh, shit. Well, that's it, man. He, that's going to get all the comments. Hey, he's from Toledo. Why are you talking shit? <laughs> I realize that Dayton's still worse. I just don't understand how your first coaching job is an assistant wide receivers coach in the NFL. That's that's his first coaching job. It wasn't even like I was a graduate assistant somewhere. No, I was his, a ball boy. His <laughs> first coaching job is in the NFL. That's fucking crazy to me, man. That's wild. That you ever you ever see something happen and you're just like, what the fuck have I done with my life? Yeah, like what? Lots of things. <laughs> this week was one of those moments for me where I was like, no doubt. No doubt, but part of me is also just like, I just, I'm not just, I'm not saying so, like I'm no, disappointed with no, no, my no, no, life. No, no, no. I'm I just get, saying, I get exactly what you're holy saying. Holy shit, man! I, on the flip side, for me, I'm like, I'm not disappointed because I'm doing exactly what I want and I'm happy with everything. And I'm like, the people who like, I can't fault him for being in the position. He is I fault the people who made the decision? Yeah, like that's a dumbass move, man. Stupid are the people that run the Rams that they're like, yep. <laughs> 30-year-old guy, he's got everything it takes. Never been a head coach, never, you know, done anything other than offensive coordinate for the Redskins, nonetheless. Um, and, you know, here, we're going to give him the reins the franchise. Dumb. 
Super dumb, man. But hey, I, I wish him all the worst. He does play in the same uh, division, so go Rams. <laughs> I hope to be many a doorstep, uh, many more wins against them uh, over the next few years. I, I oh, by the way, what's the over under you're placing on uh, him? Because I got three years and out. He's done, and within I, three yeah, years, he's done. I think three's a good number because they got they got Jared Goff there, and it's like they're gonna. So give if we put some the slack. over under at three, do you think in his third season he's fired? Because you know, mid season they're like, ah, this isn't working out. No, I think they let him fill out the the third season. Yeah, he's three, but that's yeah. I don't think he. I don't think he hits a fourth done. unless Goff fucking comes out of nowhere and, and he's not going and to he's play. not going to yeah that's, that's no. not going to happen no their line is three years <laughs> not that good they've got so many other problems yeah. besides golf <laughs> and and they have no picks they they mortgage their picks yeah, to they don't have anything and so, they don't have anything. so you've got <laughs> a 30 year old dude who's coming in with nothing to build with. yeah nothing to build with and a, a quarterback who mm. saw a little bit of action although this makes sense we were asking why they played him this year, maybe we were like they were going to hire somebody they were like, who's thirty. Yeah, they were like, "We're going to get a thirty-year-old coach, so we might as well get him experience." <laughs> Jesus, give him a seasoned quarterback. <laughs> this has disaster. Uh, it's going it. to be bad, and I kind of feel bad, but I don't. I I like. I don't him. because it's it's not my team. If this was my team, I'd be so mad. But fuck it, it's the Rams. Yeah, let them do dumb shit. I wish it was the Seahawks <laughs> or the Patriots. Me Ooh, too. I wish it was the Cowboys. Because if it was, if oh, it, was this, I wish it was the Cowboys. Oh. Yeah, but you know what? It, with the way Dakota and Ezekiel Elliott have played this year, he'd come in and look like a goddamn genius. No, I'm saying I wish prior to this oh. all happening for them is that like I wish the Cowboys were in the same position as the Rams. Gotcha. And they were the ones yeah. who hired them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> flip all the scenarios and put cow- the name Cowboys on the Rams franchise and I wish that that was how that went. I wish the Cowboys moved out of Dallas. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's talk about last week's picks cuz I'm you sucked again. I'm done, man. I'm fucking I am in so much trouble. All right, here's where we're at currently with Miss Cleo's picks. I after losing both championship games last week. I lost YSU over James Madison was my pick. Bo Pelini and the Penguins lost. And then I picked Bambo over Clemson. Lost both of those games. You won both of your games. You picked the Seahawks over the Lions and the Steelers over the Dolphins. So that puts our records currently. I am at 15 and 15. You are at 20 and 10. I am five games back. <laughs> and there are four left to play. We, so we broke it out. So we have two picks each this week. Next week, I would have to pick the opposite of you for the for, for the, the championship. championship games. First of all, this week I have to win both. You have to lose both. Yes. The next week I have to pick opposite of you for the championship games. Win both of those and win both of those. And I have to pick opposite of you for the Super Bowl and, and win that. <laughs> That's to tie. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying there's no chance. <laughs> yeah, I am essentially fucked here. Um, have you started writing my Craigslist ad? I have. Can nope. You, Nobody's no, getting any previous. No taste. And that's not a, I haven't started it. I'm not giving you anything because I don't have anything. No, I, I know actually, you, I know I actually you have started it. it. I actually finished, finished it? it, yes. How many revisions did you go through? Two. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I actually so wanted bad. to think... I actually toned it down. The first one I thought, oh, man, this is really too... And you know what? It's 2017. You're trying not to... I think the me, the 30-year-old me, would have written one that was much more 
for lack of a better word, vulgar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I tried to, like, only what I expected. Yeah, well, I tried to tone it down, and I didn't want to say, I almost felt like, you know, it, uh, the, the younger me was also more into making non-PC jokes sure. in 2016, yep. Yep. for lack of a better like phrasing. Yep. So I'm like, oh, geez, I, I don't want to say it. and th- <laughs> I don't want anybody to think that I'm like anti, you know, homosexual relations. Like, I don't want anybody to think I have anything against man on man. Like, but this we is should, just a Yeah, we bet. should like, clarify. We're not yeah, fun. No. This is just it. This it's is gonna, not anti-gay. This is not anti. And I will not be mean in my responses. I yes. will be. I will respond nicely. So I, I was part of the rules. That was the thing. To... I tried to make it so that it wasn't so like. But you know what I did? I did scroll. I I actually want. I was like, well, okay. You so researched. What are, yes. <laughs> I I wanted to know. I was like, okay. So what do these like look like? Like how? <laughs> I was actually shocked. Like they get like wow. <laughs> Like, the, the, they cut straight to the chase, I man. Mean, it's casual encounters, like this I is... know, but they cut straight <laughs> to the chase. And it, it, it's like if you think you've sent some raunchy two a.m. drunk text, <laughs> you ain't got shit on these Craigslist ads, oh, man. Shit. I was, I was sitting there like, oh! and then you know, because I didn't, uh, didn't work. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> they're gonna look at my computer. Like his turn, be like. He was looking on mail, six mail um, on Craigslist. Should we red flag this? Is, is this going to be considered judging? Mm. But yeah, I was just like, I got to get out of here. These descriptions are, woo, dude. This is ah, oh, this is the best. But yes, yeah, so I have show. I have a final I have a final draft ready to go for you. All right, well. I mean, get ready because no, it's ready. This could be the last week that we even make these picks because this could seal it. We'll make them for shits and giggles all the you way through win, the Super Bowl. Even you though, win, even though you lose, we'll make them all the way through the Super. I Bowl. I mean, I'm looking at your picks right now, and I've lost. There is no way that you're going to lose both of these games. I could be Mike Berlon this week. You ain't gonna Mike Berlon it. But the problem is, even if I'm Mike Berlon, you would have to not be Mike Berlon for it to matter. <laughs> we need. I need like a. A uh, movie moment right here where we switch bodies, <laughs> like Lightning Freaky Strikes. Friday. Yeah, <laughs> Lightning Strikes, and it's like, I wish I was Mike Burlon. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, nobody says. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> All right, let's make our picks for, for why ever. I mean, I don't <laughs> why know. Why ever? There's no reason to. All right, here's what I got in my first game. I'm gonna take the uh, the Falcons over the Seahawks because fuck Pete Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> There's the one that if you're going to be wrong, it's going to be it. <laughs> but go ahead. That's it. Fuck Pete Carroll. Falcons over the Seahawks. Okay, cool. <laughs> Your other game, though? Oh, I thought we were going to do the one and one like oh, we normally do. Oh, sorry. Our normal sorry. back and forth when it comes to this. No, I, I could go again. It's fine. I'll go again. No, uh, no, no, no. Fuck you. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going like, to stick with a hot hand. Steelers over Chiefs. I don't care if the ice moved the game to late. Steelers still gonna run that shit. Joey Porter's uh, reinstated, so for Manti Brothers, are... uh, what they, this week they weren't selling um, Indian <laughs> sandwiches because the Chiefs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some lame excuse <laughs> promo for them. Uh, my next pick for this weekend, I'm going with the Cowboys over the Packers. Two reasons: one. I just want you to be upset that Dakota Prescott wins a uh, playoff games. And two, uh, I'm hoping that the Packers lose for Jim's sake. 
just because I know Jim hates the Packers. So I really hate the Packers too. But I mean, you know, again, I'm picking the Cowboys uh, over. I I just don't, especially with Jordy Nelson out. I just don't think the Packers <sighs> are going to so do tough. it. So tough. I don't the think. Road. Yeah. Uh, oh, but, and I'm taking the Patriots at home. Yep, and there's the clincher right there. That's, <laughs> the, that's I'm going the one, out on the longest limb. That's this the week. one when I saw it. I was like, "Fuck! I wish I'd put my picks in earlier." <laughs> I actually, I actually was like, "Yes, he didn't put his picks in," and I'm totally taking these away. But I also thought, I for a second, I did think, "Hmm, okay." The NFC games are just on their face harder to choose. The two games you can make an argument that's for this, both the Seahawks and the Packers. Yeah. On the other side, it's very hard. You can make an argument for the Chiefs, but you it's could. impossible to make an argument no. for Houston. They've got zero shot unless Tom Brady and Bel- both Bill Belichick both die on the way to the stadium tomorrow. They're they're not winning that game. I mean, the Patriots have shown that even if that happens. They're still going to be okay. Yeah, they'll still be they're, fine. They'll still fine. find a way. Yeah. So yeah, they've got no shot. And then, so, but I'm like, you know what? I've been dominating all fucking season. I'm gonna go ahead and pick the early. I'm gonna go ahead and pick the easy ones. Let's see if he can pick the other ones, and let's let the chips fall where they may. Plus, I got this one I'd ready to go, so I'm <laughs> really ready to let you do it. <laughs> and we're gonna have you read it on air too before we. Wait, uh, I've got to read it. You've got to read it on air before we send it out. I was gonna have you read it. Loser. Damn it. To the loser goes all. I got a fucking break that 2017 needs to be my year. I need something. I need a a switch. Something's got to happen here for me because I'm fucking. This has been brutal for me. (laughs) Can't wait for Miss Cleo picks to be done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got this week, bro. (laughs) Yeah, this is pretty much it. Uh, So to recap our picks, I've got the Falcons over the Seahawks, the Cowboys over the Packers. Scott went all AFC and has the Steelers moving on over the Chiefs. And the Pats moving on over the Texans. I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> to put it kindly. <laughs> it's over, man. Miss Cleo picks are over. Tune in next week to hear me read the... Uh, no, again, we're going to make you read all the way through the Super Bowl. We're I mean, we'll still make picks, but I'll read the ad next week. Okay. When are we placing the ad? Why don't we place it next week? I'll read it, and then we'll place it when we put the show up. Okay. I need to create a new email address. You do. Between now and then. <laughs> I might have to come up with an email address for you, too. <laughs> I'll let you do that. We did put ground rules up there, everybody. Uh, it is a, a new email address so that nothing can be technically tracked back to me. You didn't put my name in there, right? No. So, okay, good. Jeez. All right, just making sure. I don't know. I got a sadistic brutal, side to you. I, I do, but man. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Uh, no, we don't want any identifiers, so that means no pictures, too, which I thought for sure there was going to be, like, pictures. Picture of you eating a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, fuck, man. Uh, you want to get into Consumer Can It? Let's do it. <laughs> Consumer Can It, brought to you by the FireFan app. Go check it out. Download FireFan. Use the code CRAFTBEER, all one word, capital C, capital B. Uh, that hooks you up with us. And uh, there's only like three games left in the NFL season. So Yeah. So <laughs> try to outpick Mike. I mean, it's yeah. not really going to do you much good, but... I don't I, even think you got bragging rights at this point. It's not no, really. It's like it's, I'm beating mean, a dead cat. Yeah, if you beat me, it's like it's like when you were like in eighth grade and you pummeled a sixth grader with dodgeballs. <laughs> it's not. It's like that feels good, but at the end of the day, you're like, uh, yeah, I won. But I supposed to. <laughs> it's beating the computer on easy and magic. <laughs> 
Hey, man, that's all I play, man. That's it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it explains so much. Well, if you if you played it on a higher level, you had to pick more than one play, and I didn't want to do that. Because <laughs> I'd create myself. I want to create run or pass. <laughs> I don't want to do anything past that. I would just create myself, and then I wanted all the stats. I didn't want to share Good the love. God, man. That's how I fucking did it back in the day. All right. Consume it or can it for Collins Brewery's Major Tom. What do you got? Ground control to Major Tom. <laughs> I wasn't going to get through a show without doing that. Uh, I'm going to consume this. Yeah? It actually stayed delicious from first drink to last. Flavor stayed consistent. Um, I, I still don't know what a pomegranate tastes like. It, it, I don't know either. It tastes very similar to other wheat ales I've had because wheat ales um, tend to have a fruity flavor to them just yeah. in general. They have like a, a fruity off note. Um, despite being necessarily mixed with anything, uh, I talked to you before the show about having a tangerine weed ale and it tastes very similar to that, but just pomegranate, but very smooth, very crisp, goes down good. I, you know, I I don't have any complaints, so consume. I'm going to consume it too. And here's why I normally don't like wheat beers. I really dislike them. It's the aftertaste for a lot of wheat beers for me that does it that I'm just like, Oh, I can't, I can't do it. It's. To me, I would rather have an IPA aftertaste than a wheat beer Ugh. aftertaste. Right? That's, that's how, and that's what does it for me on the anti-IPAs is that aftertaste is like... Yeah, IPA, IPA has a harsh aftertaste, but at least that I'm like, all right, that's a that's a beer aftertaste. Like a wheat beer aftertaste, I'm like, ugh, this is... Ugh, it's rough. But this one, because of that pomegranate, there isn't that weird wheat aftertaste. It's It finishes really clean. Mm-hmm. Um, and at 5%, I mean, I'm... I'm feeling kind of buzzed after three of these, but I'm yeah. not. I'm not like shit house it does, drunk. It does its job. Yeah, it gets you there, and you can have multiples of them. And I think this would be a great one for the summertime. Yeah, sitting on that's, the front porch. That's the best part about this, and that's the, the best part of wheat beers to me in general is that they're summer beers. They're definitely like yeah, and they always conjure up warm feelings. It's cold as shit right now. Yeah, and it is. It, this beer makes me think of better times. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'd agree. So I'm going to consume this one too. Uh, so Fort Collins Brewery, Major Tom's, Pomegranate Wheat. That's two consumes. Consumer Canada brought to you by Firefan. Download that. <laughs> Please download that. We. <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't been doing my part. I haven't played shit in that game, and I feel bad. I know, and I, uh, I've i been so busy during any of the NFL games that I just haven't had a chance to yeah. sit down and take the time. That but I'm going to do it this weekend. I, I'm going to do it what? for the Sunday games. That's fine. I'm all in for that because it's we're coming up on the last ones, and yeah. we're sitting here promoting we it, got, right. and we need we to. We should fucking play the game. So. Definitely. <laughs> it is no, a fun game. I was just I've going to say, it it's fun when I have played it. I just We haven't done it enough. Here's the cool thing about the game. For those of you that are like, well, I don't really want to sit there and watch the game. You don't have you to. You don't. That's, you can just fucking make picks. It's That was fun. the best part of it for the first time we did it. I made all the pregame picks because you can do you can go in there and make a yep. bunch of pregame picks, and then I just checked in like during the game and just made picks yeah, as made I picks w- randomly as I went. Like yeah. it didn't, I didn't have to be sitting there watching the game, and I wasn't like I was up and out of the room. Yeah. and oh yeah, and then I just go through and make picks, and I didn't even you know I would look. It gives you a game summary so you can kind of see the last few things right. that have happened. So it gives you an idea of like okay, if I'm going to pick. The next play to be a run play, like I have some basis of yeah, why yeah, yeah. that would be. But yeah, I mean, it, you do not have to be sitting there watching snap by snap. You, you can just play along. 
Yeah, it's really fun. Hopping it up. Even if you don't like football, it's fun to just be like, ah, this is what I think is going to happen. Right. Like, even if you're not a football fan, go yeah. download it. It's it's a fun app. And they will be adding more sports down the road. They need baseball. Yeah, they do. I hope they get it before the baseball season hits because that'll be a fun fucking. That's, that's how if I watch baseball. If they don't, we're going to beat up college kids like Brandon Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll slap people in the face like John Wall. De- <laughs> Oh, shit. I can't believe he slapped that dude in the face. Channing Crowder. Or no, it wasn't Channing Crowder. It was somebody else. I don't know who it was, but he slapped the dude in the face. Yes, John Wall did slap. That's so disrespectful, man. It is. It wasn't even like a really good slap either. It was kind of like like, a tap. Yeah, which is even more disrespectful. Right. It's fine if you're Bo Jackson doing it to your kids. But yes. not, not you can you can slap another person in the mouth if they're your child. <laughs> if you slap anybody else, there's gonna be a duel. <laughs> Somebody's gotta go. <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This is our last time talking about college football of the year, man. This all is, right, Tyson, you can is, tune all the way in. Holy for shit, on. man! And <laughs> that we was went, a lot. We went college football. we went in depth, but that was also the first time that we really went at each other. That's true. I mean, we haven't had a debate like that this whole. 30 episodes. You have not lost a debate like that since we started. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> this is this has been Crafty Sports. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter at Crafty Sports. You can follow Scott at Scotty K underscore junior. Follow me at Mike Burlon. Hit up the drunk line, 440-37-DRUNK. Just call in, do whatever you want to do. We didn't do any drunk line. Call. We got too involved Because y'all in suck, too. I mean, y- y'all need to step up your drunk line games. <laughs> Damn, we put it out there, and we're giving you a way to blast (laughs) us, and you can't even do that? Call the number, damn it. (laughs) Roast us. (laughs) Talk sports. (laughs) This has been Crab Root Sports. Cheers, everybody. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 